As an advisor, I see people make some of the same mistakes again and again in their retirement plan. On today's show, we're going to show you how to avoid those mistakes and help you fix them if you've made them already. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Welcome, Steve. Good weekend to you out there. How are you doing? Great, Teresa. How's everything going for you this weekend? It is going great. You know, spring is here. Things are blooming. Things are getting better. Lots to look forward to. Optimistic, really optimistic. So that's right. Yes, definitely a lot, a lot going on now. That's right. That's right. Also want to mention about Steve that you're a fiduciary, which means you place your clients interests ahead of your own. You've got their best interests in mind and you have over 22 years of experience. So that's important when you're looking for an advisor. You definitely want someone who has that experience behind them. And um, yeah, just lots of stuff going on in the financial world. And, you know, we can make some some mistakes when we're looking you know, at, at the stock market, at our portfolios, and from knee-jerk reactions to a market correction to not being willing to adjust your retirement plan. They're just two of the potential mistakes to avoid. This segment, we're going to highlight some of those missteps and offer some potential solutions that could help improve your plan. Now, the first one we've got is don't bail on the market because it's volatile. For those of you who didn't recognize that soundbite, that's from the movie Semi-Pro. That's Will Farrell screaming around, everybody panic, there's a bear loose in the Coliseum. <laughs> and so for many of us, that's how they, we probably felt in, uh, in March of last year mm-hmm. when the right. markets dropped tremendously. And so the worst thing you can do in a, a market that's going down is sell it, especially one that goes down that fast, because usually when it goes down that fast, it usually bounces um, pretty significantly uh, shortly thereafter. So the best days in the market usually are preceded by the worst days in the market. And so overreacting to a big dip is, uh, you know, can be a can can be a bad a very bad decision. Uh-huh. And I think we all get kind of caught in that trap because we all remember 2007 2008 where we had these big drops and then they were followed again by another big drop. And so I think the psychological scars of that has has caused people every time we have a little bit of a drop to panic and and say oh maybe the maybe the joyride is over. And yeah. um that's not the time to do it. And you, typically when you have a financial plan in place you don't make those kind of decisions because you realize if you've if you've aligned your money properly, the money that's in the stock market is not money that you need tomorrow. It's money that you're probably not going to spend for another five years. So it, what that does is it, it it keeps you from panicking, and it helps you stay on course with your plan. And so, um, you know, the other thing that we see a lot of is people trying to time 
So they say, oh, you know what? It's starting to drop. I'm going to go to the sidelines. That's great if you have the discipline to go back in. But what happens is, again, you end up missing those best days in the market because you don't go back in soon enough. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I always joke when someone tells me, oh, the market's going to crash. I'm going to I'm going to move to cash. And I say, oh, really? What day is that going to happen? Let me put it in my calendar. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, because we don't know. Um, no. And so it's the amount of time that you have in the market rather than um, than basically trying to time the market. Yeah. And like you said, you know, one little thing and it's like, oh, my God, the, start, the, the market's going to crash. But you have media out there like everything else these days going, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, so it, it got to, you know, calm down. And, and, and that's why you have a financial advisor such as yourself to calm your fears and say, it's going to be all right. You got a good, great plan in place and you're there to guide your clients. I mean, that's the most important thing. And that's that's why that's why you're there to help people. Um, also to also making an effort to maximizing your savings every year. That's another important point. So this is, this is one that a lot of people get wrong. Um, so because we tend to time our savings by like, Oh, I got my tax refund. Let me plop more into my savings. Mm -hmm. Um, what you want to do is build the discipline of consistently saving throughout the year. And then when you have that extra money that comes in, that's where you wait till there's an opportunity and then maybe you put a little bit more into something like an investment. So I'll give you an example. Let's just say you were um, consistently saving $500 a month into say XYZ mutual fund. Mm -hmm. Now you get a raise at work rather than be overly, uh, overly aggressive and, and increase your savings to a point where it's, it's going to actually make your check smaller than it was before your raise. Increase your increase your saving in a small increment. Then, if you see cash building up in your account, meaning you're not spending it, then when we have a situation like March, that's where you go a little bit heavier in that one month. Okay. Um, and then you're you're taking advantage of opportunities and let it instead of the the opportunities taking advantage of you. And so <laughs> you know that's what you really want to do. And so my my clients that were able to successfully do that were very happy the ones who had the the dry powder in March and were able to throw a little bit more in because now obviously the market has run pretty significantly since March of last year. The way you can know to do that is if you have a plan and you're consistently monitoring your plan. If you don't if you're operating without a game plan, you're not going to be able to seize those opportunities. Right. So if you think about I mean we just had uh you know a couple of weeks ago the national championship game and in college basketball, right? Mm -hmm. So clearly the you know, one team came into that game with, they both came in with a plan, but one one team had, had a plan that they executed on right away, whereas Gonzaga, who ultimately lost the game, didn't execute on their plan right away, and they got, they got themselves in a big hole. And it's the same thing is true with your finances. So if you... If you create a plan, but then don't execute it, that can also be um, so you can say, oh, yeah, I want to save. But then when the money hits your bank account, you go out and spend it on on, you know, new 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 parts for your car or new clothes, you know, or a, a new bike or right. whatever. Yeah. And so you don't stick to the plan and then you try and make an adjustment later. It's a lot harder. Right. Right. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995 to get in touch with Steve. Yeah, that that's a no brainer. Don't um, not having a plan in place. Also to old get rich quick plan. Like yeah, mine is like, yeah, I'll go buy a lottery ticket. Maybe I'll try that. Go to the casino. Hey, that, that I'll get rich. <laughs> yeah. No. I, my my dad used to say that the best way to, to win the lottery is to save the dollar. 
and put it in your pocket. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. But that's and that's that's uh, that's basically that's basically accurate, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, there is no such there is no silver bullet. There is no get rich quick scheme. I mean, you hear about these things like GameStop or right. Bitcoin. Um, and they shoot up so far so fast, but if you're, if you're the last one to the party, you can, you know, you could, you could wake up and lose a lot of money in a day or two days and you're not going to feel very well. It'd be like, if you showed up at a bar at last call and woke up with a hangover. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, so the, that's, and that's what happens when people get rich, do the get rich quick stuff. And the reason they do that is because we live in a society of braggers. What do I mean by that? Well, so. We have we have kind of a bias that our our neighbors are doing better than they really are, because when we talk to people, they usually highlight what's going right for them. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about their problems. Yes. Right. So they they might have lost on 10 different stocks. But if they hit on Bitcoin, you better believe that's what they're going to lead every conversation. Oh, you should invest in Bitcoin. I made a killing. Right. They're not going to tell you that they also lost on 15 other things. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but it's a, fa- it's a so, facebook principle oh look they put it on facebook everything's great and you know in real life you're like no no it's not so <laughs> same thing yeah exactly and so that's you know that's what you have to really worry about and so what that does is it plays with your emotions right because you get this this oh i'm missing out on something mm-hmm. and then the, there's two real emotions that factor into money decisions and that's fear and greed and lately we've been seeing greed a lot more than we've been seeing fear. Um, but that's, you know, things like GameStop are indicative of greed, um, where there's no fundamental principle that would say that that stock should be where it was, but people kept piling in because they were greedy to, to make the next dollar. And so, um, and the same thing happens on the way down, except it's fear running the running the gambit, right? So when stuff starts to go down, there are good companies that trade at very big discounts because everyone thinks they need to sell because it's going to go down more. And so that's where you can spot opportunities when when fear is taking over. Yes, uh, and that's a good point. That's a good point. Also, too, one last quick one. You forget your retirement plan is an evolving document. Changes all the time. Yeah, no, and it never more critical than when you're nearing retirement or, or, or in retirement. You want to have a much more active engagement with your financial planner in retirement. Why? Because you don't have the luxury of time anymore, right? You're not going to go out and make more money. So the little changes in the market and the little changes in your life, those impact your finances a lot more when you're when you have set income streams. And so it's important to be meeting and rerunning your plan and checking, you know, checking your plan. And that the the analogy I always use, Teresa, is is like a, a personal trainer, right? So if you made the if you made the New Year's resolution to um lose weight, right? Because maybe you gained the COVID-19 mm-hmm. um, over the past year. And so, you know, you're, you're, you want to adjust your, your, your diet, right? Right. To, to, because maybe you were eating, you were, you were grazing throughout the day because you were working from home. So the first thing you can't just dramatically um, change your diet overnight. You have to do it gradually. And it's the same thing with a plan. You, you're not going to, implement all the changes right away. It's a, it's a gradual tweaking because if you do it too far, too fast, if you say, all right, I'm going to go from saving nothing to saving $20,000 a year, what happens is it's not sustainable. Right. And so you want to always do stuff in a measured way. That's completely, uh, completely sustainable. 
Right. And you're going to get frustrated doing it. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. And that's the one thing is if you get frustrated, then it becomes like you feel like it's it's too much of a burden and then you just give up all entirely. Right. And so, you know, there there's really no one size fits all way to plan. Um, it's looking at your overall lifestyle and making adjustments and course corrections as needed. And so, you know, we've talked a, a, about a, a couple of different things so far in this segment, whether it's handling volatility or worrying about whether you're on track, um, you know, you definitely deserve a secure and independent retirement plan. And that's why we offer a no cost, no, no obligation consultation to our radio listeners to make sure you're on the, on the same, on the right path. And we're going to offer that absolutely free for the next 15 callers. Um, the consultation is going to help you determine how prepared you are to handle retirement pitfalls, inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, taxation. You've worked hard for your money, so we'll work just as hard to keep it and protect it and grow it. And there are a wide variety of tools and services in the financial service, in the financial arena. What you want to steer clear from is the people who are being compensated to sell a specific product, because what's going to happen is they're going to use that kind of one size fits all mentality and, and they have an agenda to sell their product. So you want to work with someone who's truly independent and objective and uses the tools that are the right fit for you. And so harnessing those tools and services, the way we do that is to create a tailored plan. Again, we're going to give that to the first 15 callers who call into the show. And we'll also show you how to achieve the security of lifetime income. And we're going to basically use your facts. So it's a fact-based approach. We're going to align your allocation with your goals. And if you call right now, one of the first 15 callers, you will get that absolutely free of charge. Teresa, if you could give them the number. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Take the stress out of planning for your future and give Steve a call right now. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Something we're talking about so far you know, resonates with you. Give Steve a call. It's 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Get a personalized plan tailor-made for you. What is on the way next, Steve? Making a plan for your retirement paycheck is no small task. There are plenty of options. And in the next segment, we're going to dig into a couple of the most common and see if it's right for you. You are tuned to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. You can also check out his website, laurelwealthsolutions.com. And, you know, um, we're going to talk about the differences now between a 401k and an annuity. And should you have one or the other, or perhaps a combination of both? And I've heard annuity, bad word, but it really isn't. So we're going to find out the differences between the two of them. So 401k versus annuity basics. Okay, it's time for Professor Steve. Explain. All right. <laughs> one of my favorite topics of conversation. Okay. So, because we see so much confusion in this topic. Mm hmm and like you said, a lot of times annuities get called a, a bad word, um, but they're not really a bad word. They're just a bad fit a lot of times for, for the people that they get sold to. So they can be in for the right purpose. An annuity can be a great investment. And so let's first start off with the different different kind of alphabet soup that's out there. So there's 
um, there's different types of annuities and then there's different types of retirement plans. Okay. And sometimes your retirement plan could could be referred to as an annuity. So if you work for a union, for example, they might you might get a statement that says your annuity fund. But that's different than an annuity that you are buying, you know, from a financial advisor. Um, that's a retirement plan. So there are 403B plans, 401k plans. Those are all pre-tax retirement plans for the most part. Now, a lot of employers today are also offering a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b, um, or if you're a law enforcement officer, maybe you have a 457 plan. Um, and a lot of times those they'll offer that in Roth. But if it's a retirement plan, it can only be pre-tax retirement plan, which is we call traditional, or Roth, which is tax-free. The tax-free, um, you're not getting the deduction up front, obviously, but the money that comes out is tax-free. Whereas with the pre-tax, you're getting a deduction up front, and when the money comes out, it's taxable, which is why at age 72, you have to start taking a minimum distribution. Now, an annuity doesn't have to be owned in a retirement account, mm -hmm. and it can be owned outside of a retirement account. And so some people like uh, she who shall not be named, Susie Orman, for those of you who are... Um, <laughs> will say, why would you want to own an annuity inside of an IRA? It's already a tax-deferred account inside a tax-deferred account. <laughs> well, I would challenge you, and probably the majority of financial advisors out there would challenge Susie uh, on that topic because the majority of annuities are actually sold inside qualified retirement accounts, things like IRAs. Why? Because, yes, Susie's right. The, the, one of the big benefits of an annuity is tax-deferral, and if you buy it inside an IRA, that's already tax deferred. But what owning an annuity inside the IRA does is it offsets the, the negatives of the annuity are offset because they're the exact same negatives of the qualified account. And that's why you want to own it in a qualified account. Well, what are the big negatives of an annuity? The earnings that you make are taxed as income. Well, if you own it in an IRA, everything is taxed as income anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, you're not, you're not subject to that that income tax versus capital gains, your IRA is already going to be taxed as income. Annuities are typically long-term accounts, meaning you have to take them out in the form of an income or take them out gradually over time. Well, our tax brackets are progressive, which means that if you're taking out from your retirement accounts in a lump sum, you're paying Uncle Sam a higher percentage. So intrinsically, you're going to take out from your retirement accounts gradually anyway. So by owning the annuity, which is a gradual distribution vehicle inside an IRA, is actually smart because the big negative of the annuity that you have to take it out gradually is offset by the fact that you're owning it in the IRA. The, the third big negative of an annuity is you receive no step up on death, meaning when you pass away, your beneficiary still has to pay taxes on the earnings. Well, guess what? In an IRA, there's no step up on death either. So by owning the annuity in the IRA, you're using money that already didn't have a step up on death. So that's why you can own an annuity in an IRA, though an annuity can be owned outside of an IRA as well or outside of a 401k. And so that, that's, that's kind of a, the big distinction there. Okay. Okay. And, and, and good to, to know and, and to straighten all that out because that can be, you know, confusing at times about annuities. Um, the number to call Steve, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Speaking of, there's different types of annuities. 
Yeah, so they're they're are they come in several different flavors, but let's just kind of quickly touch on a few of them. Sure. There's three main types of annuities, and then a, a fourth one which I'll kind of throw in. But the first one is the fixed annuity. Um, the fixed annuity works just like any kind of a fixed interest rate, rate account. Usually you have a stated interest rate for a stated period of time. So you could maybe be getting, say, 3% for five years, and the rate stays the same over that five-year period. The difference between that or, say, something like uh, a CD or a bond is that the interest is tax-deferred, so when you pull it out, all of the all of the, the interest is taxable to you all at once as opposed to getting a 1099 along the way if you were to own it outside of a retirement account. Variable annuities is a whole uh, a whole show in and of itself. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so we we won't go too deeply into that, but one of the things that you want to watch with variable annuities is a lot of them are very very expensive in terms of fees and a lot of what you can accomplish what you're looking to accomplish with a uh, a variable annuity can be accomplished by a fixed indexed annuity for a fraction of the cost. So, I'm not a huge fan of variable annuities. Um there is a time and place where it fits, um, but it's more limited. Whereas the fixed indexed annuity um, is a great alternative to bonds inside of a retirement plan. And I think that's because, where they get their, I'm sorry, that's where they get their bad name too, annuities, is the variable. That's the one I think everybody has to be cautious about. Is that right? Yeah, because there are a lot of times, you know, the most popular ones, Prudential, AXA, a lot of times if you buy all the features that the advisor is selling, you're going to be paying 3 to 4% in fees. So the chances of you really getting a ton of growth in that variable annuity is very slim. Mm, okay. Whereas with a fixed indexed annuity, you're getting a probably a pretty similar allocation to what you would have in a variable annuity, but it's it's in an uncapped index. So if you're doing the right type of fixed indexed annuity, one that has an uncapped strategy, usually it's going to be a mix of bonds and stocks. And the great thing about a fixed indexed annuity is when the market goes up, you you participate in that index, sometimes 100%, sometimes even more. And so if the index goes up 7% over the course of the year, some are one year, some are two years, some are you know, 10 year. But say, let's just to keep it simple, let's just say there's a, a one year index reset. Every year they look at that index. If it went up, if you had 100% participation, if it went up seven, you're getting seven. The beauty of the product is, is if, if the index goes down 10%, you get credited zero. So you don't have to make up the 10% that you lost, whereas in a variable annuity, you would. So that's kind of the one the one thing I want to highlight on that. And then the last thing I'll mm -hmm. quickly touch on is qualified longevity annuities. That's a specific type of annuity. You're capped in how much you can put into that. And that's really something that you would only do if you're if you're at an age where you're about to take minimum distributions and you want to have a smaller minimum distribution. That's a way that's a way to do that. But that's something that we would do on a one on one kind of planning basis. Sure, sure. Now, quickly, we have how are they similar 401ks and annuities? And how are they different? May I touch on a couple of those points? Yeah, so we, we, we talked about the big the big um, similarities already, right? So right. The, the difference is, is that the 401k is usually through your plan, your your, um, your employer. And so um, a lot of times employers are doing things to control the costs, whereas with the annuities, um, like I said, with the variable annuity, which is the one that gets sold the most, um, a lot of times you're spending three to four times more than what you would have been spending in your 401k. So that's kind of one of the big differences. The other one is that the annuity is going to have usually a lifetime income feature 
which you can't outlive, whereas the 401k doesn't usually offer something like that. Okay. All right. Sounds great. So good. And it's good to get, you know, it, 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 like I said before, it can get really confusing, very complex. And like you said, some, uh, you're very passionate about Miss Susie there. Um, different people have different opinions about it, but where, you know, it, it's good to get the advice, you know, and get, get that understanding. Of, of all the components for this, because you got to know that. <laughs> yeah, the, the key, the key, Teresa, is which one do you choose, right? It, is it, it you, you have to choose what's best for you. And so, and how do you know? Well, the good news is, is for, we still have 10 spots left. So for the next 10 people who call in, we're actually going to offer a complimentary review uh, that's going to look at your entire financial picture. And we're going to, we're going to know based on your goals, if something like an annuity even makes sense for you. And so it's it's a chance for you to get an education not about not about just annuities but about your money, and make the best decisions for yourself going forward. We've found that um, a lot of people don't have a true understanding of three basic things: one, how much they're paying in fees and commissions. So if you have an annuity already, I bet you you've never read the prospectus, uh, so you have no idea what you're actually paying in dollars. They don't understand the risk level of their current portfolio, and they a lot of times don't really even understand the tax implications. Meaning like. Is this going to be taxable in retirement? Is this going to be tax-free? Is How are things taxed? And so we're going to sit down and explain all of those things to you if you're one of the next 10 callers. And that's absolutely free. Um, a lot of our radio listeners who go through this process will eventually become clients, but others don't. The process is really designed to turn, uh, you know, turn you into an educated consumer. If you become a client, that's great. And so we, we but we can't, on the, our format here, we can't really give specific advice. So the one-on-one -on -one is helpful. And again, we're going to do that for the next 10 callers, if you could give them the number. Sure. The number to call Steve is 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. Again, there's no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. Just as Steve mentioned, to find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve right now. That number, 800 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's ahead in our third segment? Planning for retirement is kind of like the old plate spinner on the Ed Sullivan Show. When we come back, we'll discuss how to keep the proverbial plate spinning all the way through retirement. Welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Steve is a sought-after speaker. He's been brought in to train advisors at some of the largest financial firms and insurance companies, and he presents all around the country. In fact, you've got an event coming up, don't you, Steve? Yeah, I'm actually going to, you can come out and meet me. I'm going to be in Celebration, Florida at Celebration Town Hall on Saturday, the 24th. I'm going to be doing a four-hour workshop um, in which we're going to go over a lot of these different concepts that we're talking about today. And uh, it's it's free. Uh, if you call into the number then and just let us know that you want to attend the workshop, we will send you the information on that. Again, it's going to be in Celebration, Florida on the 24th of April. Okay. And at the time again, or did you get... It starts at 10 in the morning and it, it runs until about one thirty, two o'clock. Okay. Okay. 
So some some celebrating and celebration. I like it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully you leave there ready to celebrate because you 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 have some peace of mind and know yeah. that your retirement is on track. Yeah, and they get to meet you and and there'll be a lot of fun. And 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 you know, it, it gets them in great information and you feel a lot better about your future. Absolutely. And another thing too, I'm I'm sure Steve that they can find out is how to not make mistakes when it comes to retirement. Like um, underestimating how you're gonna, how long you're gonna live, or carrying debt into retirement, um, or you can increase the chances of outliving your money. There's a whole bunch of different things, and getting professional advice obviously can help you avoid that. Um, first one is thinking you're gonna die young or at least early, and like there's always the yeah, I have 80, 85. I'm not gonna worry about worry about any longer, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and we all we all say, ah, I don't I'm, I don't want to live that long. Right. You know, I, what am I going to do? But the funny thing is, Teresa, is I've been doing this now for 22 years and I've been doing exclusively retirement distribution planning. Um, so all my clients are usually in retirement. I used to joke earlier in my career that my average client could tell you where they were when Kennedy was assassinated. <laughs> um and the, the funny thing is, is I, I have several clients that have made it into their 90s. And we've spoke, I had one that made it to 106. Wow. I've never met a client that's 85 that says, I want to die tomorrow. But I, I meet plenty of 60-year-olds that say, oh, I don't want to make it to 85. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, and we talked about um, my client that didn't purchase green bananas and made it to 97 on a previous show. But, you know, she said that at 79 years old. So uh, we all kind of overestimate the damage that we do to our body. And so if you have, if you have you know, known medical conditions that shorten your life expectancy. Like if you have colon cancer or you have something very seriously wrong. And I, I unfortunately have a client who has, you know, advanced cancer and, you know, he's making some decisions now. He's only 62 and he's making some decisions now to basically enjoy some of that money because he doesn't think he'll be there to, to spend it at 80. That's, that's different. Right. What most of us are going to make it to 62 in reasonably good health and if that's the case, there's more than a 50% chance that we're going to make it into our late 70s. And so that's what I mean. Uh, and there's there's a probably about a quarter of a, you know, 25% chance that we're going to make it into our 90s. And so that's what we're talking about with thinking you're going to die too young. You want to you want to make sure your money lasts. You don't want to be frivolous and spend it all um, right off the bat. Right, right. You got to be careful. I mean, you might have good genes too. Like you said, 106 for the one. You see so many people celebrating their 100th birthdays. You just, just don't know. Don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this next one is not good anytime. Ignoring your spouse. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that can't happen in my house because <laughs> it, it, it'll just go up three or four octaves <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> every, every time you ignore. Um, so no, but when we're talking about ignoring your spouse, we're talking in, in the specific context of social security or on survivor benefits with the pension. So sometimes we say, Oh, I'm going to die young. Well, yeah. So uh, now in the, the client that I was just ta- referencing, they happen to be divorced. So he's not worrying about his spouse, uh-huh. but um, you know, I've had that same situation or a similar situation with a client who did have a spouse that, um, was going to be dependent on his pension and social security. So he actually deferred his social security so that um, she could get a higher payout. So by, you know, by waiting till 70, you get the maximum social security payout. If you pass away at 71, your spouse can then switch to what you were collecting. So you, she gets the benefit or he would get the benefit of that 70 that 70 year old deferral um you know because because you waited Mm -hmm. and so that's that's a huge advantage 
Okay. All right. That's good to know. Definitely good to know. Another one, too, is carrying debt into retirement. You don't want too much debt, but we've talked about mortgages and mortgage interest. That might be okay. Yeah, no, especially in this low rate environment that we're in now. um, Having a mortgage is not the worst thing in the world. What you don't want to have is credit card debt. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, sometimes you might have like a maybe had three or four kids and you have a parent plus loan or you're getting letters from Navient every single day saying, hey, you want to refinance your your loan for and push it back another 20 years. Um, But what you want to do is try and get out of those other debts. So those those non kind of mortgage car loans are not that big of a deal either because those tend to be very low interest rate. Um, But a lot of the student loans can be especially the parent loans can be six, seven, eight percent. And that really kind of strangles your retirement income if you're if you're paying debt like that. And so um, and then forget about it with credit cards. Some of those are 26, 27 percent. And so you definitely want to get rid of those before you retire. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's just not not good debt to have. Uh, The number to call, Steve, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Failing to plan for long-term care kind of coincides with living longer. And, uh, you know, it it does add up pretty quickly. It does. And so we all are, we're not all going to require long-term care, but a lot of us are going to require long-term care. But we, when we think of long-term care, a lot of us think of dementia, right? And we think of, because we all have a family member who, you know, sadly gets dementia and, and we say, oh, that's so terrible. And I don't want that to ever happen to me. But usually for most people who make it into their mid to late eighties, they're going to require some type of care. Now, usually that might be somewhere between nine months to 18 months of care at the end of your life. Um, just helping you kind of get up from a chair or with bathing and dressing. Um, but where you worry about losing your assets to long-term care is, is in a dementia type situation, or if you had something that was long-term debilitating like Parkinson's disease, um, and so those are those are situations where you want to um, where you're going to need some type of long term care insurance or some type of legal planning. So it doesn't ha- always have to be long term care insurance. It can be you can go with a, the legal route and there are documents you can draft to protect your assets. But what's nice about the insurance, if you're young enough, is that it's still cost effective. And what you're doing is you're basically what insurance is in a nutshell is you're transferring the risk to an insurance company. So the 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 way I I've always explained this and this is, you know, the easiest way to understand insurance if you've if it's always kind of confused you. If if there's five friends, right? And one in five of them is going to make it to 95. And I say <clears throat> you're going to need if you make it to 95, you're going to need $25 to live right? Just use simple math. Uh-huh. Well, if only one in five of you is going to is gonna make it to 95, isn't it better to each kick in $5 and then the person who lives to 95 gets the $25 <laughs> than, yeah. to, than to set aside $25 of your own money just in case you make it to 95? Right. And that's, that's what insurance does. And that, you know, so you're basically, you're pooling with other people to transfer that risk 
and the insurance the the insurance company is sort of like for lack of better better word the bookie in that situation right so they're, they're right. gathering the money right, <laughs> right. So, exactly um um, also, too, assuming you can work longer. Now, we saw last year with the pandemic that a lot of people weren't so lucky in that fact. Yeah, no. And so what the pandemic has done is it, it's made anyone who's nearing retirement consider whether or not it's time to hang it up. And so what we're seeing right now, and I was just in an appointment last night where my client had COVID in February, just last month, and was very seriously uh, ill with it. I uh, was hospitalized and thankfully got better, you know, using remdesivir. But, um, you know, he, he now wants to reevaluate. Maybe he wants to retire a little bit sooner because the thought of going back into the office once, you know, once everything gets back to normal is not is not really high on his list. And so mm -hmm. um, wouldn't it be nice to be able to be working with someone to say, hey, look, this is what your retirement looks like if you go out tomorrow Here's if you stick to the plan, here's here's what your retirement will look like. And if you know you have enough to, you know, or you can make adjustments and live off of what the reduced amount would be, maybe you, it makes that decision a little bit clearer if you have guidance. Right, right. And that's where a trusted advisor comes into play. And just really quickly, just to touch on this, because I know we're wrapping up this segment, is putting off retirement too long. That's the opposite. <laughs> you don't want to keep, you know, keep it, you know, Keep pushing out that date. Yeah, so you you, you don't want to. Um, you it's the same idea, right? So you if you have enough money to re to retire, unless you really love your job, um, maybe it's smarter to retire and enjoy those years. So you know everyone is different. Mm -hmm. So and and that's why we put together a, um, a you know we help you craft a well defined goal, and it boils down to do all the pieces that you have fit into your financial puzzle. And so when we talk about that, we're talking about social security, we're talking about your risk, your fees, your taxes. Um, do you have enough guaranteed income? Have you have you looked at inflation? Have you, have you addressed long-term care? Is there gonna be money left over for beneficiaries? Do you have a charity or something that you want to benefit? So all of these things factor into a plan and we still have five more spots. So for the next five people who call in, we're gonna put that plan together absolutely free. And if you could give them the number, Teresa, that'd be great. Sure. The number is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And this is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk. And folks, you just need to sit down, get that financial roadmap put together. Steve's going to translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get that true practical financial review. Again, that number to call. Phones are ringing, folks. The spots are filling up. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. You've got nothing to lose. It is free and no obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. We have one more segment left, Steve. What's on the way? So stick around. We've got your questions and more when we come right back. Welcome back, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I am your consumer advocate, Teresa Opega. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the eastern seaboard. Time now for some listener questions. First one comes from Raymond in Ocala. 
He says, I'm 73 and single. Looking at my taxes for 2020, I think I could save a few bucks by putting money in an IRA. I don't have a 401k or anything like that and make some money working part-time. So if I understand it, I can make a deductible IRA contribution now. Is that true? And is that smart? So that's a great question, Raymond, uh, because in the past you weren't able to do that. Uh, but under the uh, recent tax law change, you are able, if you have earned income, to make a contribution into an IRA, or, or you could make a contribution into a Roth. If you're looking for the deduction, whether or not it's deductible would be dependent not necessarily on whether or not you have a 401k, but would be determined on whether or not there's a 401k offered through your work. So if you have a 401k offered through your part-time employment that you could be eligible for, um, then probably it's not deductible. And whenever we're talking tax deductions or tax advice, we always would encourage you to speak to your own tax tax consultant or uh, CPA. Okay. All right. And our next question is from Emily in Fort McCoy. I have a 52-year-old friend who has almost nothing saved for retirement. Fortunately, she just came into $150,000 through a settlement agreement from a car accident. She currently works part-time, so investing in a 401k isn't an option right now. I know she can open a Roth IRA, but that only covers $6,000 per year. How else can she start saving for retirement, ideally using some of this money from the settlement? Great question, Emily. So this is one of those situations where it could make sense for her to look at a variable annuity as a source of tax deferral. Um, or a fixed annuity or a fixed index annuity, one of the three annuities that we talked about. But another thing she could do is a brokerage account. So she could invest in something like an index fund. Um, she's not going to get a tax deduction, but she would get tax deferral if she did uh, an annuity. And certainly you would want to do the Roth first because the Roth is going to be tax-free. Um, so you know, and then you could look at either doing some type of a tax-efficient mutual fund or tax-efficient ETF or some type of annuity, whether it be variable or fixed-indexed or fixed, depending on her risk level. Okay. All right. Okay. Our next question is from Clinton in Salt Springs. Should I elect to put my bonus into my 401k? I've heard conflicting advice, and I don't understand the downside. Great. Another great question, Clinton. So, yeah, there's there isn't a simple answer to that question. So it really it really would depend on your individual situation. In terms of the downside, there is there is one usual downside that happens, right? So if you're getting a lump sum, say in March, because uh, a lot of companies pay their bonuses out in March. So now you still have nine months left in the year. If you put that all into the 401k, you might have already maxed out your 401k for the whole year. A lot of companies that are matching in their 401k match by pay period. So you would theoretically be missing out on free money. You'd be missing out on the nine months of, of pay periods where they would have matched had you been contributing something. And so there is a negative to that. Um, the other thing that you want to look at when you're talking about putting in the 401k is, do you have other debts, right? So this is one of those things where we need to sit down individually and, 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 and kind of talk it through. Because if you have some of those high interest rate debts, like credit cards or 
Parent Plus loans or some of the things that we just talked about, it might make more sense to to apply the money there than to throw it in in a lump sum into your 401k. So not a simple answer there to that question. Okay. Okay. And that's why you do need to talk to an advisor to, uh, to um, find all the, about all the ins and outs and get the specifics because there's no cookie cutter approach when it comes to these, some of these questions. And our last one comes from Eve in the villages. I'm 68 years old and single. I was married many years ago and divorced. I've heard you talk on the show um, about getting some of my ex's social security benefit. Is that still possible? And what should I be doing to see if I'm eligible? It, it is still possible if your ex is, um, is, you know, full retirement age and you want your, for your full retirement age, you could basically, um, assuming you haven't remarried because you said you're 68 years old. Um, if you were married for 10 years and divorced and didn't remarry, um, then yes, you could collect on your ex's social security benefit. But the main thing is, is that you had to have been married for at least 10 years. And then you had to have not remarried prior to 61. And so if, if you meet those criteria, then absolutely um, you can collect. Now, the question becomes, is his full retirement benefit bigger than your own, right? So um, because as a spouse, you're going to get half of his full retirement benefit. And so a lot of times if you have your own earnings record, Eve, it's probably smarter just to take on your own. But um, you'd want to you'd want to look at the numbers and that's something that they can walk you through, um, you know, on, on your Social Security administration or that's something that we would look in one on one if you if you come in and do a plan. Okay. Okay. And that sounds good. Um, just quickly, Steve, um, what, um, what is a little bit of a typical day when, or like maybe if, if someone came up to you at the event that's coming up, if, what, what do you usually go through when you have a client meet you for the first time? So <clears throat> our process is really easy and we've always explained it this way. So it's a four-step process. And I, I like to, you probably get this from listening to the show. I like to illustrate with pictures. Um, so it, <laughs> I use four pictures uh, to describe our process. So the first one is Mark Twain. So what we're going to do in that first meeting is you're going to tell me your story. Hence Mark Twain, storyteller, right? So um, I want to know what makes you tick and what more, most importantly, what are the things that you want to do in retirement and what your lifestyle is going to look like? Because once, once we know that, then we can assign a cost to it. And that's the most critical part. Then that will lead us into the second part of the process where when we know how much your retirement's going to cost, then we have to look and say, all right, have you saved enough? Do you have enough sources of income? We have to crunch your numbers. I usually, I usually illustrate that with a picture of Albert Einstein. And so we're going to crunch the numbers and then we're going to come back to you with independent objective advice. Again, I'm a fiduciary and the advice that we give is not conflicted um, by product commissions or, or things of that nature. And so it's independent objective advice. And I usually use a picture of Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And so maybe not the best advice guru, but there's not a lot of advice gurus today. So, um, and the fourth picture is a woman maybe you haven't heard of, but that's, that's Jean Calmet. She was a French citizen who passed away in 1997, just shy of 122. 
that's the oldest recording recorded living human and um and the, the point I'm trying to illustrate there is ongoing review because and like we talked about in the very first segment today, Teresa, it's so important to have an active engagement with your financial planner in retirement because little changes impact you so much more in retirement. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. We were talking about that before. It, it's evolving all the time. Things just don't stay the same. It's, you got to take a look at it because your plan might be so much different than it was 10 years ago. And, and it's and it's good to have the advisor, you know, look things over and, and go through all of that with you. And I know you've got, um, you know, you're going to offer yeah, we, that right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, we have uh, three more spots left. And so we're going to custom design an easy to understand financial review. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to show you forensically what you're paying in fees, meaning we're going to untangle those big, thick prospectuses that you get in your house. Um, and show you actually what you're paying in dollars. Um, then we're going to perform a tax analysis and say, all right, well, you need this amount of income. Here's the most tax efficient way to withdraw it. And we're going to create a customized income plan. And so in short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. And so um, hopefully you, you call in now and we can meet one-on-one or hopefully I can you, you can call in and say you want to come to the workshop in Celebration, Florida on Saturday the 24th, and I can meet you. Um, and uh, that's 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 a, that's a wrap for us today, Teresa. So Yeah. Um, All right. So we'll give out the number, number to call Steve. And also, if you want to meet him as well in Celebration, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And it's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. Again, we only have a couple spots left, folks. You want to call. Um, right now, callers who call in are going to receive a comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you are now. But most importantly, the review is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, you have nothing to lose. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Steve's there by your side, listening to your concerns and plans for your future. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you and you alone. No cookie cutter approach here, folks. That number again. It's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Learned so much this week, Steve, as always, and had a fun time doing it as well. And look forward to next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's right. And so uh, we, we will let you guys go and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And uh, see you next week. Yep, see you right here for The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset. Management LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with the SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 